Welcome back, everybody, to Not Qualified Movie Podcast. And this week, we are not qualified to be in a quarantine. Yes. Uh, we, I have only watched a few movies, but total between us, we've watched a lot of movies yeah. over the course of this quarantine. Right now, it is, what, April 30th? So the quarantine's kind of coming to an end. A lot of the curfews are ending. Uh, but in the time we've been here, a lot of movies have been watched. A lot of movies. A lot. A lot. Especially in your case. I haven't watched that many yeah. movies, but I think you have more to say about this than I do. I've watched a lot of movies uh, over these past few weeks, um, and I feel I feel like this episode, we have enough that we can just kind of talk about the movies we've seen the past few weeks, and that'll be a full episode <laughs> without going in, into anything specific. Because usually, each episode, we kind of do a little recap at the beginning of like, or our plan at least, is to do like, what's the most recent movie we've seen? Where do we rate that in our scale of 1 to 100, yeah. you know? And so I figure that can just be the whole episode this week, since there's a lot of additions. <laughs> so, do you want to start with something you've seen? Uh, I think... Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, I think... That was gross. <laughs> uh, the movies that I've seen have been mutual movies. Movies that we've both seen. Okay. Um, probably excluding one. I think the only movie that I've seen by myself that hasn't been with you was Hell or High Water. Um... For those of you who don't know, it's a movie featuring Chris Pine, uh, Ben Foster, and Jeff Bridges. Uh, it's a Jeff Bridges. It's a bank heist movie. Uh, the brothers, Chris Pine and Ben Foster, are, are robbing banks in order to get enough money to, I think, it is pay off the second mortgage that's on their family's farm. And it has oil on it. So there's a lot of personal interest in this. There's a lot of motive. Uh, Jeff Bridges is the one tracking them down. Uh, it's a very good movie, very good heist movie, I think. Um, I'm personally a big fan of movies that are neo-Western movies that take place in modern day and that take place in West Texas. Um, no Country for Old Men? <laughs> <no> country for, <laughs> yeah. Those two being the only two movies I know of, but I love both of those yeah. movies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'll turn and you liked it? I did. Where I would you really put that in your scale of 1 to 100? 1, one to being a, your best, 100 being your worst. I would probably put it somewhere around, uh, probably like 30. Dope. Yeah, it's a pretty Great. good movie. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I know some people would probably like rate it a lot more. I know yeah. my, my, you know, Seif, my roommate, is would probably rate it a little higher. He seemed to be much more energetic about the movie than I seem okay. to be. But yeah, it was a solid movie overall. I really enjoyed it. Dope. Uh, recommend it. Speaking of Jeff Bridges, I watched The Big Lebowski for the first time over quarantine, and I loved that movie. Yes. It was one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies for sure. I think the only one that beats it out might be Fargo. Yeah. Um, but I loved that movie. It was so dumb, and it was so purposeless, and that was the purpose. You know? Like yeah. You get to the end, and they're in the same place, minus one. And uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, there's not much I can say about that, but I'd put it at probably 20. I liked it that much. Yeah, it was so. a really good movie. I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, it's probably up there as far as Coen Brothers movies go. That was now honestly, that's probably like around third or fourth. I mean, it's probably tied with Fargo. Yeah, my first two probably being No Country for Old Men and then Inside Llewyn Davis. Mm. Probably be my first two. But yeah. yeah. Where would you yeah. put Oh Brother Where Art Thou in your list? Oh, I forgot. Gosh dang it. The every I've never seen one I disliked. Yeah, tied for fourth. I don't know. Those are my two favorite. Everything under that is probably even. Probably. Inside Llewyn Davis was great. Yeah. I liked it. Same thing with that. It was kind of like a cyclical, cyclical nature yeah. of them always winding up in the same place. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'll just go through a few that don't need to say much. I saw Get Out, which I've seen before, but I showed people in my family who hadn't yeah. seen it. Still great. Great movie. Um, I like Get Out and Us Equally. 
by the way. Some people didn't like us. I do too. Because they got they got hung up on like the logistics of how the whole thing works. Like that's not that's <laughs> stupid. If you're gonna do that, you can't ever watch a horror movie. You yeah. know? What are the logistics? Or any any of, movie that goes into a lot of really in depth topics, such as class, like that. That yeah, right. Yeah, it's the example. whole the point that the whole thing is an allegory too. Kind of should let you lay, be a little lax on the yeah yeah. Um, ooh, I'll save that one. Okay, Baby Driver. I loved Baby Driver was a very good only movie. Edgar Wright movie I've ever seen. Loved Baby <laughs> Driver. Probably Edgar, uh, also put it about twenty, maybe nineteen. <laughs> uh, Edgar Wright also did the Simon Pegg movies, correct? Yeah. The Hot Fuzz, Hot and Fuzz, and At World's End, and, and the other one. Um, Never seen them. I enjoy I enjoy Edgar Wright's directing. I think he's very good at that. I have a new favorite rom com. Yes, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Very good movie. I loved it. <laughs> I like yes. seriously loved that movie so much, and I loved the fact. Well, I love the fact that he didn't end up with Summer. Yeah. Spoilers alert. Okay, I should probably say at the beginning, <laughs> any movie we talk about. If you hear the title, then we're going to spoil it. I think so. we did that in like the first episode. Yeah. So that's their fault. Okay. Um, anyway, 500 Days. I love the fact that he didn't end up with Summer because she was kind of the worst, you know? Like, oh, she doesn't believe in love. Oh, really? You don't believe in love? But also, not to be one of those people because it was definitely not her fault. You know what I mean? She yeah. told him from the beginning, yeah. I don't want a relationship. And he was too... Very insistent. Yeah. And the way he viewed her wasn't realistic at all. It was like... Yeah. You know, everyone uses the term manic pixie dream girl when they talk about movie, that yeah. movie. But anyway, um, love that movie a ton. I rewatched all the Toy Stories, and I like them more than I did before. It's um, a pretty big step. Huge Especially step. I think the toy, first Toy Story... Watching them as a kid is kind of huge. Yeah. I think the, after rewatching the first Toy Story for the first time in probably 10 years, it is in my top 15 movies of all time. Like, that's how much I love that movie. It's a perfect film. Um, I watched... You Okay, you say a couple now. The only two that I have watched, other than Hell or High Water, since we have been in quarantine, have been The Shining uh-huh. and Doctor Sleep. Yes, and we watched those together. We watched both of those together. Which I've seen The Shining a thousand times, yes. obviously, but not Doctor Sleep. Yes. Um... And we just watched Doctor Sleep over the, for the first time, and the only time I would really like to rewatch it. Um, Give me your review of Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, um, I thought it was. I really enjoyed the movie. I honestly thought it was an incredible adaptation. Uh, for those of you who read the book, I actually, over the course of the quarantine, have read The Shining and Doctor Sleep, um, both after the fact, but I thought. You know, as far as an adaptation goes, it was incredibly faithful. The only times it were differing were either just because of a few minor character parts or because of the continuity between Dr. Sleep and the Shining movie. Um, overall, highly recommend it. If, it was uh, great. I think it was... If you're going to watch the movie, you're going to get pre- pretty much the exact... Exactly what the book, you know, tells. That's, that's one thing I noticed when I was reading the book is it was almost an exact copy of the movie. As far as the novels go, which do you like better? Um, Dr. Sleep or The Shining? Honestly, probably this. I don't know. I'd probably tie him okay. with The Shining because it's it's a classic horror movie. Yeah, uh, it's a classic horror book, um, and I really liked the way a lot of a lot of those horrific, really scary things that were going on in the hotel, those haunting things, yeah. were fleshed out a lot more than the movie. Yeah. Um, but also, it was kind of a slow build for probably the first I don't know, three quarters of the book. 
it's a slow building up to that final, you know, final yeah. breakdown sequence that you see in the movie of of Nicholas. Erwin. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Um, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson breaking through the door and actually going crazy and trying to murder his family, um, which was a great scene in the in the book as well. Um, uh-huh. With uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, it definitely wasn't as much as a slow build. It was very, it was very well paced, uh-huh. and it really dove into the idea of what the shining really is all the things it can do um and the culture behind that the whole movie about the 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 story in the movie and the book is that there is a group of people that feed on the shining i thought that was a very cool um expounding on the idea of the shining um and what it truly is what it's capable of um yeah no i really i I like the movie the move the book's probably about the same the movies, obviously, I like The Shining a lot more because mm. it's just one of those classic horror movies. Oh, yeah, it's, love that movie. Kubrick is just an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I watched two Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I'd never seen a single one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched two over the um, quarantine. One I loved. Yeah. One I could appreciate yeah. but didn't love at all. Okay. And so the one I loved was There Will Be Blood. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome story about greed and family and just yeah. I, I loved it. So you haven't seen it, right? You should I've watched the first hour of it probably two or three times. Okay, you should finish it. It's great. <laughs> in my defense, I watched it in eighth grade <laughs> and those were themes probably far too big yeah. far too big for my mind. Um the one I didn't like was The Master. And I know Paul Thomas Anderson has said that's his favorite film he's made. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how okay, so I loved the performances, especially um uh obviously walking phoenix but especially um uh oh gosh what's his name he's one of my favorite actors i'm blanking philip seymour, philip seymour hoffman i knew it was a three name guy um i love philip seymour hoffman in that movie a warning to any a family warning to anyone with kids or who's sensitive um to that kind of thing that movie has a lot of of um inappropriate content in it just to say the least um, but it, I could appreciate it, but it was purposeless. It it felt aimless, and not in a funny way or like a like a not for me in an enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed each scene, but each scene didn't tie into the next one. You know, it was yeah. a series of scenes. I felt like, and then I never got any resolution or closure. And I still don't know what happened to his girlfriend from the beginning in the department store. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway. I watched rewatched Kill Bill to show oh, my sisters. Oh man! Definitely the best action movies ever Love made. Love those movies. Hundred percent the best action movies ever yeah, made. Yeah, I no, think it was on hands my down. number eight or number seven, something like yeah. that, on my top ten. Yeah. God, I love those movies. Yep. Or movie, whole bloody cut. It's, it's one, one movie. movie. It's just one movie. Uh, no, I completely agree. I think those movies are incredible. Um, I think it's an, an incredible play on the whole on the samurai movie genre. Um, and, yeah. And the western genre. Right, and we uh, talked about that in episode two that you should listen to <laughs> before you, you listen to this. <laughs> um, no, I love Tarantino. I know sometimes it's kind of controversial. He makes good movies, honestly, but even to people who, who aren't film nerds, um, I think he makes movies that people can absolutely love. But to film nerds, obviously, everything, every movie he makes is just a movie about movies, yep. which I think we talked about in the last episode. So Yeah. Yes. Watch The Hangover for the first time. <laughs> yeah. What a stupid movie, but also way more, way better done than I thought. I thought it was going to be like Step Brothers type of, yeah. not, that, not that I'm hating on the, Step Brothers. The improv comedy. I thought it was just going to be dumb. No, it was pretty well written and funny. 
It was just a solid comedy. Mm-hmm. Also very inappropriate, but solid <laughs> I, comedy. I agree. I think in the wake of Judd Apatow, Todd Phillips movies of, like, I think Todd Phillips also did Old School, if I'm not wrong. Can you look that up real quick? Yeah. Um, in the wake of those movies of raunchy comedies that, that, that really kick-started in the early 2000s and are still going through until now. Yeah, you're right. He did. Honestly, I love Old School. I think it's a really dumb movie, but I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, in the wake of those movies, I thought it was, as far as one of those movies goes, it was a really well-structured movie. Um, and okay. I thought it had a, a very very enjoyable plot. I thought it was very easy to follow. I think you know everything about it was solidly done. I don't know that it wasn't a great movie, for sure. <laughs> if yeah. you watch it, you'll understand. But yeah. no, I, de- I definitely think it was... It definitely does not give... An, it is not given enough credit, especially within the area it was, in, it was released and the era it was released in. Yeah. That whole um, category in my in my mind just reminds me of like 7th grade. Yeah. Judd Apatow movies, every single one of them is yeah. the same to me because it reminds me of movies that I wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> but that everybody in my grade watched. So I'd watch them at sleepovers like Step Brothers. Yeah. Um, ooh, big one, Parasite. Have you seen it yet? Did not watch it yet. Watch it. Okay. It's good. I didn't like it as much as Snowpiercer, which I also watched during this quarantine, as far as Bong Joon-ho goes. I, I like Snowpiercer better. I did enjoy that movie quite a bit. But, so so Snowpiercer, that's one awesome movie. Parasite, I, I don't I might have liked it as much, but it was definitely, um, it, it got its point across mm-hmm. very well. It was definitely a, um, like we're talking about us, it's, you know, it's another class, um, it's a movie about class. And so um, I think that it it relayed its message really well, and it was extremely cleverly done. I, I, I really did love Parasite. Yeah. I just I think the concept of Snowpiercer is so cool that <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't get over it. But um, I watched The Social Network. Not much to say about that except just a great movie. Good movie. Just yeah. great. Um, Good biopic. Snowpiercer. Oh, Signs. One of the only Shyamalan movies I hadn't seen, and it might be my favorite. Just yeah. No, other than I, Sixth Sense, I think it's my favorite. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it's good. CGI was a little bad there at the end. Yeah, it's a little bit aged, but... Um, we talked about Midsummer last episode, and then I rewatched Close Encounters um, to show Caitlin. Classic. Love that movie. Might be my favorite sci-fi movie if you don't count Star Wars. Man. But Star Wars... It's fantasy. Fantasy. It's a lot of things. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Sci-fi alone, sci-fi. I think maybe Close Encounters is my favorite. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you again. And the final one I have, I saved this because it's my favorite movie that I watched during quarantine. Yeah. Which you haven't seen, but Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, yeah, something I really, something I really wanted to see, but I didn't know if it was going to be one of those movies that we were going to watch together, or it was going to be like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, because I've heard I'll watch it fantastic again with you, things. Definitely, I'll watch it right now with you. <laughs> I've heard fantastic things. Um, it's all, like on any list you see of yeah. just good movies. Guillermo it's del Toro. A, it's a great movie. Got completely gypped at the Oscars that year. Um, Should have won Best Picture. I don't even know what won instead. Something less memorable. But I have seen the first five minutes, and then I turned it off. Um, so. It is great. Definitely the best. This is not saying much for me, but it's the best foreign film I've seen. I have seen three foreign films. <laughs> Unless you count the Dollars Trilogy. <laughs> Technically, they're half foreign films. Yeah. No, but of the three that I've seen, Cinema Paradiso, Pan's Labyrinth, and Parasite, 
Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Period. Definitely the best I've seen in this period in this past few weeks. Yeah. Um. So I would rank that at like eleven. That doesn't mean it's my eleventh favorite movie. Because no. you know we're just ranking yeah. from one to a hundred, but oh, I, the quality uh, of it. The quality. Yes. I might put it at ten. Anyway, so there you go. Um, another foreign film that I think we should put on our list um, is Amelie, which is always on like every top Wait a minute, I've list. heard that. Uh, it's the girl with the bob cut, green background. Yep, there she is. Um, Jean Pierre Junet. It's always it always winds up on one of those lists, and I watched the first five minutes of that one as well, and I figured this was much much larger of a commitment than I wanted to make at the time. Um, but yes, huh. is she the girl? Is she the girl on um, Da Vinci Code? I've never seen Da Vinci Code. Well, can you look it up? Nope. Because I think she is. I'm pretty certain. Yep. Yep. Da Vinci Code. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Who made that? Uh, Dan Brown wrote the book. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Bro, it's got a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, I know that's <laughs> critically a good movie. Tom I, Hanks was in that? Yes. And here's the thing. Theologically, um, it isn't a good movie either. Right. As a movie, a thriller, I thought it was very entertaining. Um, Ron if, Howard made that? Yeah. That's so weird. But if you want to be... If you want to listen to us talk about theology... Then, funny enough, you should check out the podcast Not Sanctified, which should be up and running soon. Yes, we're starting a podcast called Not Sanctified, uh, and it's going to be all about theology. So, if you're so inclined, please check that out. Yes. Uh, what other movies do we have to talk about? That concluded my list of what I've seen I think recently. That's, well, my list was really short. Uh, back to sci-fis real quick. Yeah. Um, I... It's also one of those fantasy things. It's kind of like sci-fi fantasy. Fifth Element. It's one of the. It's a cult movie. Again, I've seen the first fifteen minutes and I, <laughs> I've quit. It's it's a it's one of those cult movies and it's definitely very stylistic. Um, definitely one of my favorite sci-fi, um, sci-fi movies. Sci-fi fantasy. It's yeah. it's a weird movie for sure. I uh. Yeah, I need to finish that. I have a lot of movies on my list to see um, that I haven't watched yet two movies I would like to show you is Dodgeball okay because it's one of my favorite comedies and it's a stupid comedy yeah. Comedy. it's one of those poo brain movies where yeah. you can just laugh at it and you don't have to worry about <laughs> all of the <laughs> cinematic right intricacies and whatnot. Um, and Kung Pao which is not a good movie haven't I seen Kung Pao? I don't think so no I saw we Kung Fury we we watch Kung Fury. Yes, yeah, I'm like, saying. Yeah, I got it mixed up with that. Uh, Kung Pao, same. Kung Pao is uh, the one with the. Yeah, I, I've seen the clip <laughs> with the zooms. Yeah. Yeah. It is not a good movie. But. But isn't that the point? It's kind of the point. It's very quotable. Yeah. It kind of defined a lot of my humor growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, it's Bob Odekirk. I think who made all the Thumb Wars movies, the thumb, the thumb theme. You're telling movies. me Bob Odenkirk made Thumb Wars. Not Odenkirk. Odekirk. Odenkirk is is uh, from like he's the comedian. Better Call Saul. Yeah, he's, that's yeah. who I was thinking of. Yeah, different. No, name. okay. Odekirk. Odekirk also directed, I think, Ace Ventura. Really? If I'm not wrong, or he had some kind of hand in it. Bill Odekirk, Bob Odekirk. Why are they allowed to have such similar names? And it's such a weirdly specific name as well. It sounds very similar. 
Bill? Is it... I don't know. No. No. There's a Bill Odenkirk who wrote three episodes of The Simpsons. Uh, oh, I'll just look up Kong Pao. Steve. Is it Steve Odenkirk? <laughs> P A P O W. Steve. Steve Odenkirk. Yeah, no, see? Great audience score, horrible critic score. He made Barnyard? Yeah. Um, Bar- and, wait, he made Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> You're telling me... Oh, he didn't direct it. He was involved somehow. It's on his IMDb. He did direct Barnyard, which also has terrible reviews. Yeah. Oh, wow, that animation is dated. Yeah. Huh. I think I only watched that once, but I think I watched it in theaters. Then there was a um, spinoff show. Yeah, there was, and I actually watched a... I watched a good chunk of it. watched a good chunk of it. Cow tipping, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two movies I want to watch with you, just because they're two movies <laughs> okay. that are so ingrained in who I am yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, I'll pull up my list of stuff I need to watch, because there's a couple. So I want to watch Pan's Labyrinth with you whenever you watch it. Yeah, um, which I'm down to watch that whenever. Movies that, oh, I forgot about a couple. So we watched. I watched The Revenant. Great movie. Great. I rewatched Ocean's Eleven. Need to watch the Ocean series. You never seen Ocean's Eleven? No. Great, best heist movie ever. Yeah. And then I watched. I okay. Up until a week ago, I had never seen a James Bond movie in my life, except for I saw one of the Daniel Craig ones at yeah. Noah's thing uh, when I was in high school. I think, I don't I think we watched Skyfall. S- I think we watched Spectre. Okay. Well, whatever. Which I think is the most I don't, recent one. I don't remember it. Anything. Yeah. Anyway, I'd never, I've never watched the series or any of them. So I went, I'm starting at the beginning because they're all on Hulu. And I'm, okay. I watched Dr. No. Um, Which is start, the first one. Yeah, it, yeah. Starting at the very beginning. Which, and I love, there were parts of that movie that I'm like, that aged so well. Mm-hmm. Like just in the filmmaking. Like it doesn't seem like it was made 50 years ago. Yeah. Then there are other parts of it that aged kind of poorly yeah like when you just well, you're watching um James Bond go about his daily business and just like <laughs> do mundane things and it shows the entire process and there's no cuts it's just one camera shot yeah one angle of him doing a mundane thing for an extended period of time but it was good overall great movie um so I'm gonna keep watching them I didn't realize how wildly they Fluctuate in quality. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up lists like best James Bond. You know, just what curious what people think, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that after the third, or, no, fourth, fifth. I don't know. At some point after the uh, uh, Sean um, Sean Connery Sean Connery movies or during them, there was a significant drop off in how they were received. Oh. And then they just up and down since then. That's one of those movies I really want to watch the whole series of, but that's like a huge commitment. All of the Timothy Dalton ones were pretty poorly received, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, hold on. That's kind of sad. I like Timothy Dalton. Let's look at the list. Here we go. Something to talk about. Um, Alright, so let's start at the beginning. Dr. No, 95%. I'm just going by Rotten Tomatoes. Um just because it was the most available thing. 95%. From Russia with Love, 95%. Goldfinger, 98%. I know that's the best one that everyone loves. Um, Thunderballs, 88%. Still great. And then Casino Royale, boom, 26 Which I think that was like a spinoff. Um, and then I think there's a di- there's so a remake it, with the Daniel Craig. 
And I think there's a completely different Casino Royale movie, which doesn't isn't in this canon, but is a spy James Bond spoof. Well, that, of, I'm wondering if it's this one because this one is David Niven, Peter Sellers. It might be. This and one. I so I'm wondering if it was this. But I think it's a comedy, or it might be comedy centric. Yeah, anyway, I'm not sure. You only live twice. Seventy three. It's all right. Honor, Majesty's Service. Eighty. Good. Oh, Diamonds are forever. Sixty. So now we're Sean still Connors. in Sean Connery. Um, now we're into Roger Moore, Live and Let Die, 66. This is when it started to go down, like, it, anyway. Mm-hmm. Man with the Golden Gun, 44, Roger Moore, yes, really. Oh, Christopher down. Lee is in that, I didn't know that. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me, back up, we're, we're up again, you know. Moonraker, right in the middle, 61%. For Your Eyes Only, 71, it's good. And then Octopussy, um, bad. Okay, and then Never Say Never Again, Sean Connery comes back and it gets average reviews. And then A View to a Kill, which I didn't know. A View to a Kill is one of the few James Bond movies I actually know the title of off the top of my head because yeah. of the Duran Duran song. <laughs> um, and it's got a 36, so not great. Living Daylight, 72. License to Kill, 77. Okay, so those two are Timothy Dalton, and they're good. So maybe it, I was thinking of Roger Moore fluctuated wildly. Or no, I was thinking of Pierce Brosnan. Yes, Pierce Brosnan's movies I know get yes. a lot of flack. Pierce Brosnan, the... First, Goldeneye, obviously, ever, uh, that's a classic that I yeah. know people like. But then every other Pierce Brosnan Great one. Great N64 game as well. Every other, yeah, every other Pierce Brosnan movie has terrible reviews. And so yes. you, people give those crap. Do you know why? Are they just cheesy? Um, I've seen, I forget which one it is. I don't know why they get them. I haven't seen any Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies. I've seen clips of one of them where the CGI is horrid. Who directed is, them? Michael... Oh, everybody! Every single one had a different one. And I don't know. It was just different director. Uh, it was just the CGI was oh. is very badly aged. Martin Cable did Goldmine and Casino Royale, huh. so he did Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Um, but Quarter Crew actually talks about the James Bond movies. Oh, really? In a couple of their videos and just how terribly those movies yeah. aged. Then we get to Casino. We get to Daniel Craig's era, so which Casino Royale has a great review. Skyfall and Spectre have, are, yeah, are, the, are so, the three I've seen. So Casino Royale's great reviews. Quantum of Solace has all right reviews. Yeah, and then we get into the Sam Mendes directed ones, the last two, um, which were Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall has great reviews. I didn't realize Spectre has just okay. Um. Anyway, I was just surprised by how wildly those fluctuate. You know what yeah. I mean? I always assumed they were all just... Uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm going to watch all of them. I've started. I would like to also do that. Uh, something I think we should also watch all of are the Saw movies. All of them? Do we have to? I've never There's seen any of them. There's only like nine of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. The far, Okay, here's the thing. Oh, okay, go ahead. Here's the thing. The first one, I think, is honestly a solid movie. As far as cinematic standards go, I think James Wan did a really good job on it. I think it's just a really good grindhouse-type horror movie. The Conjuring Everything and after Aquaman. that suck. But I want to watch all of them. Be the, okay, so the plots are so convoluted, and the background plots and the flashbacks are also so convoluted. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that they're coming out with another one. They're coming out with another one called Spiral. And it features Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson as the two main leads. With, I think, Chris Rock also partially writing it. Or writing the movie. 
I just think that's an incredibly weird turn for these movies to take that I need to see. Uh. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like it might be good. But okay. that's just that's just my hunch. It might suck nards. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Hey, speaking of Sam Mendes, yeah. I want to watch 1917. I also do. Never saw it. I think most of the movies on the... It was at the Oscars or the Golden Globes? I think it was the Oscars. Best, best film. Best feature film. I did watch. I want to watch... Oh, you mean like all the, the, the nominees you yes, didn't watch? Yes, all the nominations. I think most of them I didn't watch. Really? And I really would have liked You've it. seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've seen that one. You haven't seen The Irishman? No, I still haven't watched that. You haven't seen Jojo Rabbit? Nope. You saw Joker? Yep. You didn't see... I'm trying to remember the I didn't other see nominees. 4V, Parasite. Parasi- I didn't say watch Parasite. I didn't Ford watch 4 v Ferrari. Ferrari, which I really want to watch. Did I already say Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, I wa- I'd actually seen most of them. It was the first year in a long time that I'd seen most of them. I'd really, I'd really like to watch all of them. They were all movies I was you very need to interested see, yeah, in. Yeah, you need to see The Irishman for sure. That's a great movie. They were all movies I was very interested in watching before the campaigning for the Oscars had come around. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I've started watching... So I got a subscription to the Criterion Collection. Yeah. You know the Criterion Collection? I've heard of it. Criterion Collection of movies, classic movies. Yeah that aren't on other streaming services so they have all the Kurosawa films so I started okay. watching Sam- Seven Samurai um, haven't got that far into it also there's just a lot of Kurosawa films I want to watch because yeah. of how influential he was so I started watching um, Hidden Fortress mm-hmm. and immediately it's Star Wars oh, like you yeah. can tell George Lucas lifted the plot lifted it and not only the plot but the aesthetics so it opens up with R2 and C-3PO basically these two these two characters a tall one and a short one who are bickering in the desert and then end up going separate ways and the shots are the same the characters are the same and then it does the whole the transitions like the screen wipe oh yeah and like the music the style of the music when R2's Mm. wandering by himself it's just exactly the same I'm only like 15 minutes in and it's the same movie Okay, so which John Ford movie do we have to watch to understand how (laughs) right, yeah (laughs) we gotta go all the way back which which John Ford movie inspired Hidden Fortress (laughs) Um, but yeah so that's I need to watch that I have a lot of movies on this list oh Uncut Gems I haven't seen I would love to watch I think it's coming to Netflix soon really? good if I'm not wrong so um, I want to rewatch Django Unchained because it's on Netflix now actually look up because I think it might be coming to Netflix but I think it might be on Netflix in other countries which if so we need to get a VPN. How dare you? That is illegal. It is it? Well, fun fact, a VPN is so wonderful. Thank you for our sponsor this week, NordVPN. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Wish we had a sponsor. <laughs> We've only had... When will Uncut Gems be on Netflix? Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Safety... Okay. So. Um... I don't even see. Is it already? I think it's already on Netflix internationally. Is what it says. Does that mean every country outside? Oh, outside of the United States, every region got the full uncut gems on Netflix as of January thirty first, twenty twenty. Yeah. So just America didn't. Only America didn't. That's kind of jank. Why? A lot of movies I want to watch though. Um. Anyway, too big a list to read them all, but got a big list ahead of me. 
What else did we watch during quarantine? We watched Collision with Douglas Wilson and Christopher Hitchens. We did. Yeah. If you're a Christian and you're interested in apologetics, I would highly encourage you to watch Collision, um, where Douglas Wilson and Christopher Hitchens debate over Christianity. Um, it is very informative and riveting, and it's just a great, well-made film. Yeah. Even um, honestly, if you even if you're not a Christian, because the whole debate is between a theologian right, and, it and does a, an anti-theist, an right. atheist. It does a pretty good job of staying neutral, I think. Yeah. Um, but I love Douglas Wilson, and Christopher Hitchens is probably my favorite atheist if I had to pick one you know what I mean like like I think he was, he's one of the most intellectually honest and likable yeah. that I've seen and it, as far as I mean like the public eye and he's he a lot better than Richard Dawkins and yeah and definitely during during the the length of this movie it did seem like he it wasn't he wasn't trying to make this a personal matter right he was he wasn't very personally tied up into it right if you don't know the concept of it it's um, Christopher Hitchens back in the 2000s had posted an online challenge to any Christian who could refute his claims and Douglas Wilson, a pastor from Idaho um, uh, who I really like and an author, took up the challenge um, and they started corresponding online back and forth and Christianity Today published these back and forth arguments about Christianity uh, and these published arguments became a book um, called Is Christianity Good for the World? and it had two authors, obviously, because it was correspondence between the two. And so when the book was released, um, they had to go on a book tour together. And, and that uh, had been the first time they had met. The first time they met in person. And so this documentary, is it, it was filmed during that time, and it chronicles them on their book tour together. And they basically, um, at every stop they do, they do signings, and they also do debate. So they do debates all across the country, and it, it's cool seeing them get to know each other and become friends, honestly, yeah. but still be diametrically opposed in terms of their epistemology and and worldview. So it, it was just really cool um, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. You have nothing else to talk about? I don't think so. All right, then we can call it short for this week. That's a good half an hour. Um, and we'll be back with episode four as soon as we want to. Yep. And you can just keep waiting, and you're not entitled to anything. No, so you came to us. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Not Qualified, um, and tune in next time for us to talk about something else that we don't. We only have a surface level knowledge of. Um, all right. Thank you all, and see you then.